98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, Junius Ho vows a campaign to eradicate Lenin walls will go ahead tomorrow. Amnesty International accuses the police of dangerous and illegal tactics against protesters. And more than 180 hospital patients are infected by what's believed to be tainted antiseptic solution. Pro-establishment lawmaker Junius Ho says a campaign to clean up Lenin walls across the territory will go ahead tomorrow as scheduled. This comes after the police said the organizer of the event had withdrawn its application for a letter of no objection. Priscilla Ng reports. Speaking on a Facebook video, Mr. Ho said he had withdrawn the application simply because he didn't see the need to seek police approval. He stressed the event to clean up Lennon walls across the city's 18 districts will go ahead as planned to tear the trash that affects the city, clean the walls and clean the people's hearts. In an earlier video, Mr. Ho said he will recruit 30,000 volunteers to take part in the campaign, sparking fears of another round of violence between pro and anti-government support. Mr. Ho attracted widespread criticism in July when he was caught on video shaking hands with men in white t-shirts in Yunlong shortly after a mob in similar clothing rampaged through the nearby MTR station. Amnesty International says it's uncovered a pattern of reckless and unlawful tactics by Hong Kong police at protests over the past three months. The Human Rights Group says an independent investigation into police conduct is urgently needed. Its East Asia director, Nicolas Declin, says abuses that happened out of sight were very disturbing and many people were reluctant to come forward. It was really striking to see that people were really intimidated and really fearful of coming forward where their stories or, or evidence that they have been abused. And uh, I think that it speaks to the really the climate of fear that is somewhat pervasive in Hong Kong at the moment and the, the lack of trust in the, in the police, in the judicial institutions or in, in the government. In response, the police say they always respect the dignity, rights and privacy of those in custody. A statement said officers will, will send detainees to public hospitals if they wish to get treatment and that they would be allowed to communicate with others and seek legal help if that doesn't hinder the investigation. It added that there are strict regulations over the use of force and officers must only use the minimum level to achieve their purpose. Council front lawmaker Arnok Hin has appealed against a court decision to unseat him from LegCo because of an election petition won by Demosistos Agnes Chow. Earlier this month, the High Court ruled that a returning officer had unfairly barred Ms. Chow from running. Mr. Ao says it's unfair that voters and himself have to bear the responsibility of what he called the government's administrative mistake when screening LegCo hopefuls. My objective is not to have any decision about whether we should have a by-election or to avoid another by-election. I don't think that it is about a political move. It is about a clarification of legal points of view. We think that the court should have a better standard or clearer standard to say that in what situation that the seat should be vacant or they should grant a relief not to be vacant. Mr. Ao can now keep his seat until the Court of Final Appeal rules on his bid. Wan Chai District Councillor Clarice Yang says the Chief Executive Carrie Lam has chosen the safest district in which to start her dialogue with the public on Thursday. Ms. Yang says out of the 13 district councillors representing the area, 12 are pro-Beijing supporters. She says this shows Mrs. Lam would rather protect herself than engage with the public. For Carrie Lam, 
Then Wan Chai is the most safe district among the 16 Hong Kong district councils. So I think that for the first choice to protect herself rather than speaking or talking to the public, also about the arrangement of the dialogue, she only allowed 115 people to join the meeting. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zheng says Mrs Lam's dialogue plan is just posturing and will do little to heal the deep-rooted problems faced by society. In front of a major confrontation, instead of answering or responding directly to the crux of the matters, the problems that's been reviewed throughout this process, being the police excessive brutality and the lacking any checks and balances of the police force, the irresponsive structural problem of our political system, that they can simply ignore people's outcry in the face of two million people taking to the streets. These are the core problems, the structural problems of what we are facing in Hong Kong right now. Authorities are investigating an outbreak of bacterial infection affecting more than 180 patients in several hospitals. About a third of them had undergone renal dialysis. The infections are suspected to be linked to two brands of contaminated antiseptic solution that were sold at local pharmacies for wound care. Customs yesterday arrested a 72-year-old man who's an owner of one of the distributors of the solution. A microbiologist at Hong Kong University, Dr. Siddharth Shididhar, said the tainted antiseptic could cause severe infection in patients with low immunity. The bacteria is basically called the Calderia cepatia. It is what we call an opportunistic pathogen. It is a bacteria that is found all over the environment. It's actually very common in the environment. But when it actually sticks on to wounds for patients, then it can sometimes cause problems use these kind of contaminated solutions, they would almost certainly cause colonization of wounds. But for some unlucky patients, uh, maybe due to other reasons, maybe their immune system isn't so good, or maybe the bacteria is simply too much in the wound, it can actually progress to severe infection. Chan Kimching of the Liber Research Community says the government should shelve the land-sharing pilot scheme it announced in last year's policy address and focus solely on the normal resumption of land to take over private plots for public housing. Under the land-sharing scheme, the government would be allowed to increase the development density on selected sites and in return, developers would have to allocate 70% of the increased floor area to public housing. Mr. Chan said this contradicts the essence of the land resumption ordinance. Land resumption ordinance is the ordinance that could give the government to have the autonomy to develop new territories land. But if you give them land sharing scheme, then you have to collaborate with the private developer and the time to develop will slow down drastically. So it still will create new debates and a new discontent in the society. I don't think it's wise to use both of them, but to use the land resumption ordinance comprehensively. A senior U.S. congressman has warned of possible legal action if intelligence officials don't share a potentially explosive whistleblower complaint about President Trump's interactions with a foreign leader. The Democrat chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, said the refusal to share the details with Congress was unprecedented. What's at stake here goes well beyond this complaint and this president to whether 
any oversight is possible, any whistleblower is protected, uh, and we're determined to validate that authority of the Congress. Thank you. President Trump has derided the charge as fake news. A study has found that the number of birds in the United States and Canada has declined by almost 3 billion, or 29 percent, over the past half century. The researchers say human activity is largely to blame. They cite factors including habitat destruction, pesticide use, and hunting by pet cats. The researchers say the decline of birds signaled a broader crisis in the natural world, already revealed by a drastic fall in insect and amphibian populations. People in about 150 countries will take part in protests and strikes today to demand urgent political action from their governments against climate change. The international protest comes ahead of the United Nations Climate Action Summit in New York. Millions of young people are expected to take time off from school, inspired by the young Swe Swedish activist Greta Thunberg, who started the Fridays for Future movement just over a year ago. 15-year-old student Daniel Porre-Villafania is taking part in a demonstration in Sydney. Climate change is something we care about so deeply. It genuinely threatens our future like nothing we've ever seen before. So us as tens of thousands of students are joining together with adults and people from all members of our communities and society to fight for climate justice because it needs to be done and we need to have action. Environmental organizations say China and India are planning huge increases in their coal production despite warnings from scientists of the need for drastic cuts to tackle global warming. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhardt. It's not just China and India in the firing line. The report also cites planned expansions by other large countries, including Turkey, Vietnam, Japan and Poland. If all the plans are implemented, the organisations say, the world's coal output will rise nearly a third from today's level. That's despite warnings from international climate scientists that coal output should be cut by some three quarters by 2030 to try to limit global warming to one and a half degrees Celsius. That's the more ambitious aim of the Paris Accord, designed to avert climate change's worst effects. A German research ship is due to set off on what's being described as the biggest Arctic scientific expedition ever undertaken. The vessel Polar Stern will embed itself in the sea ice and drift for an entire year. Hundreds of scientists will visit the ship to use it as a floating platform from which to study the climate, taking measurements of the ice, the ocean and the atmosphere. Financial news and the boss of one of Europe's leading airlines, Ryanair, will receive one of the biggest bonuses in British history after seeing off a revolt by shareholders. Michael O'Leary narrowly won approval for a bonus of almost 110 million US dollars at a time of severe problems for the low-budget Irish airline. The BBC's Tom Burridge reports. In recent months, Europe's biggest low-cost airline has seen its profits slide. Plans for new routes have been scaled back. Hundreds of pilots and cabin crew will soon be laid off. Multiple industrial disputes continue across Europe, with UK-based Ryanair pilots on strike yesterday and today, although the strikes had virtually no impact. It's in that wider context that a potentially huge payout for Mr O'Leary only just scraped past shareholders with a shade over 50% of their votes. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.83 yen, the euro standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents, the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,435. That's 33 points down on the previous close. Sports, here's Adam Jones.
We start with baseball, and the New York Yankees are champions of the American League East. They've secured their first division title since 2012 and their 100th victory on the season, following a 9-1 demolition of the Los Angeles Angels at Yankee Stadium. Meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs' postseason hopes took a blow after they lost 5-4 to the division-leading St. Louis Cardinals. Matt Carpenter's 10th inning home run was the difference. The Cubs slipped to third in the National League Central for the first time since April. The Milwaukee Brewers beat the San Diego Padres 5-1 to move second. They trail St. Louis by three games with nine to play. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the Cubs must win their four-game series against the Cardinals if they're to make the playoffs. Perhaps the most important regular season matchup coming up this series this weekend in Chicago at Wrigley. The St. Louis Cardinals will be in Chicago for four games against the Cubs. The Cubs need to win all four games in order to get in the first place. Three out of four will work as well, but they cannot split with the Cardinals. This is got this is a make or break weekend for the Cubs, and Milwaukee has an easy route as well. They're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates over the next four days. To the Rugby World Cup in Japan, which kicks off tonight, the host nation are getting ready to take on Russia in the opening match in Tokyo. The Japanese side are looking to repeat the success of one of their more memorable performances when they beat South Africa in their opener in the previous World Cup. Japan and Russia are in Group A together with Ireland, Samoa, and Scotland. Japan coach Tony Brown is confident that his side can deal with the pressure of being the host nation. Yeah, it's always a challenge.、Um, you know, we've played South Africa two weeks ago, so been a long time. And、um, like you say, players are keen to get out there and play.、Um, you know, but I think we've got quite an experienced group around our leadership with Leachy and the,、uh, Luke Thompson, Fumiaki Tanaka. So those guys, you know, have got the team under control around nerves and. You know, it's been an enjoyable preparation week, and you know, one that's you know hasn't been too nervous at all. Manchester United have made a winning start to their Europa League campaign. They beat Astana of Kazakhstan 1-0 at Old Trafford. Mason Greenwood scored on the 73rd minute for his first United goal. The 17-year-old became the club's youngest scorer in Europe. Last season's finalists Arsenal beat Eintracht Frankfurt 3-0 in Germany. Wolverhampton Wanderers lost 1-0 at home to Portuguese side Sporting Braga. Scotland's Rangers were 1-0. Winners at home over Feyenoord, and that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. Twin the news. Our top stories once again. Junius Ho vows a campaign to eradicate Lenin walls will go ahead tomorrow. Amnesty International accuses the police of dangerous and illegal tactics against protesters, and more than 180 hospital patients are infected by what's believed to be tainted antiseptic solution. The news from RTHK. A sunny morning. The smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. The government is conducting a public consultation on the 2019 policy address. Please share your views on different policy areas. 
we are willing to listen and engage. For details, please visit the website www.policyaddress.gov.hk. Okay. 